0: Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you will be encouraged today by God's Word. From setback to comeback, today we come to the final part of this series. I pray that God has spoken to you over the last couple of weeks, and I pray that He'll speak to you once again as we come to part five of our series. We've been looking at one of the most well-known characters in the Bible. His name is David. And we've been looking at probably one of the darkest moments in David's life, which is found in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And today we're going to be reading from verse 16 to 23. And it says this. So he led David to them, and they found the Amalekites spread out across the fields, eating and drinking and dancing with joy because of the vast amount of plunder they had taken from the Philistines and the land of Judah. David and his men rushed in among them and slaughtered them throughout that night and the entire next day until evening. None of the Amalekites escaped except 400 men who fled on camels. David got everything the Amalekites had taken and he rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, small or great, son or daughter, nor anything else that had been taken. David brought everything back. He also recovered all the flocks and herds and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock. This plunder belongs to David, they said. Then David returned to the brook Bethsa and met up with the 200 men who who he had left behind because they were too exhausted to go with him. They went out to meet David and his men and David greeted them joyfully. But some evil troublemakers among David's men said, they didn't go with us. So they can't have any of the plunder we recovered. Give them their wives and their children and tell them to be gone. But David said, no, my brothers, don't be selfish with what the Lord has given us. He has kept us safe and helped us to defeat the band of raiders that attacked us. For the last few years, I've been setting myself one goal. And that goal has been to lose a little bit of weight. I put on a bit of weight and and I've wanted to lose some weight for quite some time. And every year I try, especially at the beginning of the year and making New Year's resolutions, I try to lose a bit of weight. I will change my diet a little bit. I will download some of the latest fitness apps. I'll buy some of the latest fitness programs. and, And I'll try and I'll give it a go for a few days for a few weeks. But over the last few years, nothing has happened. I haven't lost any weight. In fact, i probably gained a little bit more weight and uh, I haven't stuck to any of these programs. But since August of this year, I have been doing a lot more exercise. I've changed up my eating and I've stuck to it. And I can say that I've now lost just over a stone, which I'm delighted with. I'm absolutely delighted with. I have a target to, to lose another half a stone, but... I'm glad to have made this progress so far. And as I said, you know, I've changed up my diet a little bit. I've been taking my dog, Charlie, for a few more walks throughout the day. And and I've seen that weight slowly come off. But today, I'd like to stand here and say it's because of my my determination. It's because of my self-will, but it's not. I have to give credit where credit is due. And that credit has to go to my family and in particular to my two younger brothers, David and Nat. They've been motivating me over the last few months to lose a bit of weight, to go out a bit more and also to join the gym in recent weeks. And I'm hoping that I will start to lose that extra half a stone and and hopefully get in a bit of better shape than the shape of a bell. That's what I'd like to, to do over the next couple of months. But I have to give credit where credit is due. It has to go to my brothers. You know, as we come today to 1 Samuel chapter 30, We see David giving credit where credit is due. Over the last few weeks, we've seen how this was one of the dark moments within David's life. David had the setback of all setbacks. David was on the run from his own king, King Saul. And so he ends up living with his enemy, the Philistines. And 600 of his men are with him, along with their wives, their children and all of their livestock. And they move into this Philistine town called Ziklag. And one day, the Philistines are going to go and fight against the Israelites, David's people. And David wants to go with the Philistines. But some of the Philistines, they don't trust David. So the king, Achish, he sends David and his men back to Ziklag. When David and his men arrive back at Ziklag, the scene is a scene of complete devastation. There's smoke on the horizon. And as they turn up to the town, they see that everything has been taken from them and everything has been destroyed Another one of the Israelite enemies called the Amalekites had come in and raided the town. They'd taken all of their wives, their children, their livestock, and they destroyed everything in that town. This was the setback of all setbacks for David. But what was David going to do now? What was he going to do in this situation? He had suffered the greatest loss possible. But to top things off, we read in verse 6 of 1 Samuel chapter thirty of how his 600 men begin to turn on David. What was he going to do? How was David going to get through this? In the natural, David was done for. He was staring death in the face. How was David going to ever overcome this? He had suffered the loss of all losses. Well, over the last few weeks, we began to look at the steps in making a comeback from a setback. And we've been looking at how David began to make this comeback. The first step in making a comeback from a setback is to get the right help. That's what David did. He had lost everything and everyone, his own men had turned against him. But David turns to the Lord. He gets the right help. And that's the first step in making a comeback from, the set, from a setback, is that when we call on the comebacking, king, that is when a comeback can begin. When we call on our resurrected saviour, the one who is a specialist in comebacks, when we call on Jesus Christ, then he is able to help us begin to make a comeback, no matter what the setback is. The second step in making a comeback from a setback is to remember your calling, because that's what David does next. He asks the priest to bring him this ephod, which was a a piece of clothing that priests wore. And as he did that, he reminded himself that he belonged to God, that he was called to minister to God, that God was number one in his life and that the enemy couldn't take away from him what God had put inside of him. And it's the same for us as well. Remember your calling, remember who you belong to and who you are and what God has called you to do. The third step in making a comeback from a setback is to receive your mission. After David had called on the Lord for help, after he reminded himself of who he was, he goes to the Lord and says, Lord, what do you want me to do? What am I to do? Am I to go after the Amalekites and take back everything? Or or what do you want me to do, God? And I want to encourage you to do the same. To call upon the Lord and ask him to to guide you and take those next steps. you know when we face a setback, the enemy wants us to to feel confused and to us for us to feel defeated and lost. but I want to encourage you to seek the Lord because the Lord will guide you, He will lead you and he will show you what to do next. call on the Lord. you know I believe that while there's still breath in our lungs, God still has a plan, a purpose for your life, for our lives. And then last week we looked at the fourth step in making a comeback from a setback and that is to have courage. David receives this word from the Lord to go after the Amalekites but now came the moment where David had to do that. And last week we saw that our confidence comes from the word of God but our courage comes from the spirit of God. Verse 6 says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. He found courage in the Lord. And that's where we get our courage from, to move forward after we've had a setback. We find our courage in the Lord. So they are the four steps that David made from a setback to make a comeback. But now, what was David going to do after all this? He had this word, now he has courage and he begins to pursue his enemy. But he gets to this brook Bessau and 600, 600 of his men are with him. But he loses 200 of his men because they're unfit and they're tired. So David and his 400 men, they go after the Amalekites. David pursues them. And on his way, he finds this slave who had been left behind by the Amalekites. And the slave says, look, I'll tell you where the Amalekites are as long as you spare my life. So David says, "Okay, then tell me where the Amalekites are because I'm going after them. I'm going to recover everything that the enemy has taken from me. And they go after the Amalekites and they turn up to this place where the Amalekites are and they see the Amalekites. They're dancing. They're singing. They think that they have the victory. And maybe that's how you feel today. Maybe the enemy is gloating in front of you. Maybe you feel like the enemy is dancing because you've suffered loss. Maybe you've had that setback and you feel defeated and and the enemy is gloating in front of you. But know that the enemy will never have the complete victory over you. And listen to what happens in David's situation because the word of God which came to David, it came to pass. Listen to what it says in verse 16 to 20 of 1 Samuel 30. So he led David to them, and they found the Amalekites spread out across the fields, eating and drinking and dancing with joy because of the vast amount of plunder they had taken from the Philistines and the land of Judah. Verse 17, David and his men rushed in among them and slaughtered them throughout that night and the entire next day until evening. None of the Amalekites escaped except 400 young men who fled on camels. David got everything the Amalekites had taken and he rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, small or great, son or daughter, nor anything else that had been taken. David brought everything back. He also recovered all the flocks and herds and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock. This plunder belongs to David, they said. The enemy thought they had won. The Amalekites thought that they had won. But David and his men come in and they destroy all of the Amalekites and God is faithful to his word and they recover, David and his men recovered everything that the enemy had taken from them. What an incredible victory. The word of God came to pass and I want to just make... That point today, just in passing, that, that God is faithful to His word. His word will not return void. Whatever God has promised you, whatever God has spoken to you, it will not return void. God is faithful to His word, and and God gives them the greatest victory of all. They recover everything. You know, as we come to this final part of this message and of this series, you know, I've been praying over the last few weeks about how to end this series. You know, I've been studying over this. I've been seeking the Lord and just asking him, God, what is it you want to show us? What is that final step in making a comeback from a setback? You know, a few different thoughts came to mind as I was thinking about this. I could have talked about that fifth step in making a comeback from a setback is to see the victory, is to recover everything that the enemy has taken from you. I believe that is part of it. Listen to what it says. Even in Job chapter 42 verse 10, when Job had lost everything, right at the end of Job's life, it says, when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Before. Listen to what it says in Joel chapter two, verse 25. The Lord says, I will give you back what you lost to the swarming locusts, the hopping locusts, the stripping locusts and the cutting locusts. Our God is a God who restores what the enemy takes from us. He is able to do that. And I believe the word of the Lord to you today is that you shall recover everything that the enemy has taken from you. Whether it's your salvation, whether it's your strength, whether it's your peace, whether it's your joy, whether it's your loved one, whether it's a job, whatever it is, our God is an expert in bringing back and recovering everything that the enemy would take from us. I believe that's part of it. But, you know, as I continued to pray, there were a few other things that God brought to mind. You know, I could have talked about how God blessed David abundantly. God gave him all these livestock back and then David became a blessing. He blessed others with what God had given him. And, you know, I could have shared today that when we make a comeback from a setback, that we aren't just to live content and stay where we are, but then we are to help others make comebacks from their setbacks as well. That is true. You know, I could have spoken about how David acted like a king before he was a king. David's made some kingly decisions. And I could have shared today about how we don't need a title to live out our calling. But you know, as I read and as I reread these verses, the Holy Spirit highlighted to me the final step in making a comeback from a setback. The fifth step in making that comeback. And it's hidden away in a few verses that we've read today. And it's in verse Twenty-three, and it says this but David said no my brothers don't be selfish with what the Lord has given us he has kept us safe and helped us to defeat the band of raiders that attacked us the fifth step in making a comeback from a setback is to give credit where credit is due David here in verse 23 shows us that when he had recovered everything that the enemy had taken from him He didn't take the credit himself and say it is because of me, because of my strength, because of my talent, because of my abilities. But David says we have recovered everything. We have defeated our enemy because of God. It was because God was with us. God was fighting for us. He gave us victory. David here, he points it all back to God and he shows us that our victories within our lives come from God and all the praise is for our God. It has always been about God. This story here in 1 Samuel 30, it isn't about David. It is about God and what God can do when we invite Him into our lives and come and move within our lives and help us within our lives. This is about God and what God alone can do. It's about what He does when we call on Him. It's not about the other people around us. It's about what God can do. And it's the same for you as well. You know, every comeback that we make within our lives is not because of us. It's not because of our own strength, our ability, the people around us, because of the resources we have. Every comeback we make within our lives from the setbacks that we experience is because of God, because of his gracious love, his mercy, and because he is allowed it, and because we have called upon him and asked him. It is because of him. That's why we can be filled with hope as believers. That's why we can be courageous as believers. Whenever we face setbacks, that we can still be strong, that we can still move forward. It's because we're not relying on ourselves, but we're relying on our God. And we know that our God will come when we call on him and invite him into our lives and into our situations. We can trust in Him. And how can we trust in Him? Why can we trust in Him? Because our God is the comeback King. And Jesus showed it all when He rose again from the grave, when He overcame sin and death. We celebrate that every Easter, but that's a reality for us every single day of our lives. That our God is alive, that He is the comeback King. And because He is the comeback King, we can experience comeback within our lives. So as we come to a conclusion of this series, if you want to make a setback from a comeback, first step, get the right help. Second step step is to remember your calling. Third step is to receive your mission. The fourth step is to have courage. And the final step is to give credit where credit is due. The comeback is on for you. And how do I know that? Well, I'd like to end by reading this verse to you. It's Romans 8 verse 11, and it says this. The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. The comeback is on. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcamry.co.uk. Have a great day.